And what is going on, sports fans? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Jack of All Trades Sports Podcast, presented by Unbranded Sports. We got a lot to get to on the show today. The NFL starts tonight on Thursday, September 10th. I got all my Week 1 picks after picking 62% of the NFL games correctly last year. I got all my Week 1 picks and give my keys to some of the biggest games in Week 1. Also, the MLB is hitting the stretch run. About two and a half weeks left in the MLB season. The AL Central is looking like the tightest division in baseball. And the Yankees are sputtering. Those are two big Major League Baseball storylines. NBA playoffs, conference finals shaping up. The Milwaukee Bucks lose in five games. We'll recap that series and talk about Game 7 between the Celtics and the Raptors and much, much more. And also, of course, we're going to update you on college football, the Big Ten situation, what's going on there as college football also begins this weekend. But first... As always, this episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Um, it gives you creation tools, editing tools, um, whatever you need to make your own very own podcast. So go on to anchor.fm to start your very own podcast today. Today is Thursday, September 10th, and the NFL is back. It's back. The Chiefs and the Texans play tonight, and the NFL is back. Hallelujah. Football's back. Um, it'll be a little weird this year. No fans, no cheerleaders, no media members on the sideline, but I'm just so glad to see the NFL back chiefs and Texans tonight. Um, obviously they met twice last year, the Texans winning in week five or week four, 31 to 24 against the Kansas city chiefs. And then the chiefs and the Texans also met again in the divisional round of the playoffs. As we all remember, the Texans went up 24 to nothing on the chiefs, but the chiefs ended up winning, I believe 51 to 31. If I'm not mistaken, the chiefs came back crazy comeback. It was a great game. So yeah, that's what's going on tonight. Um, Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, um, I guess we'll start there. Deshaun Watson signed a contract extension with the Houston Texans. I believe it's somewhere in the ballpark of five years, $180 million. I'm going to go ahead and look up the official number there. A lot of extensions were signed in the NFL um, in the last week. That's going to be another thing that we talk about a lot. So Deshaun Watson extension was worth, let's see what it was. It was... Four-year, $156 million. So, yeah, five years, 160 Four years, 156 That was close. So, yeah, five years, $160 million. Four-year, $156 million. That's Deshaun Watson's contract. He is in Houston for um, the next four years. And Pat Mahomes is obviously in Kansas City for the next 10 years as he signed that mega extension earlier in the offseason. So, one of the big storylines tonight is to watch the um it's probably the two best quarterbacks from the 2017 draft class go at it after they just recently signed these massive extensions um i'll also be looking at look look at clyde edwards hilaire from the chiefs their rookie running back he's gonna get a lot more snaps because damian williams did opt out of the season that's another thing to watch there also look at deshaun watson how he how he feels his first year in the nfl without a top um, elite receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see how that affects his play and all that. But yeah, Chiefs Texans tonight. Um, I'm gonna make my pick after I preview some of these games. So I'll, I'll preview the games and then I'll pick them and then we'll go into probably MLB and we'll talk about the MLB. So yeah, Texans Chiefs tonight. Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. Eight twenty on NBC. Looking at Sunday, there's a lot of good games. Browns Ravens. Probably the one I'm going to, well, definitely the one I'm going to pay most attention to as a Cleveland Browns fan. Remember, the Browns and Ravens split their matchups last year. The Browns handed the Ravens their um, 
their second loss of the year in week four, and it was their um, their last loss of the regular season as the Browns beat the Ravens 40-25. to Nick Chubb ran for 168 yards, three TDs, um, and Baker Mayfield threw for, I believe, 342 yards, one TD, one interception. But then Baltimore came into Cleveland week 16 and returned the favor, beating the Browns 31-15. to Lamar Jackson had a great game in that one. And so, yeah, um, Baltimore is currently seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, Lamar Jackson, obviously, is going to be the, the star. Um, he's going to have the spotlight. He's going to command the spotlight in this game. He is the MVP. He is the Madden cover athlete. So that's going to be something to watch there. Um, Kareem Hunt, um, this is another piece of NFL news. I'm, I'm going to kind of, as I get through each of these teams, I'm going to give you the news that surrounds the team. So that's what I'm kind of doing here. I, I talked about Watson's extension. Here's another guy who signed his, signs an extension. Kareem Hunt signs a two-year $13.25 million extension with the Browns. So it will keep him locked up in Cleveland for the next three years with Nick Chubb. For the long term, Kareem Hunt um, had 179 rushing yards last year, caught 37 passes out of the backfield, had three touchdowns behind Nick Chubb, and obviously Nick Chubb is the beast he is. But it gives the Browns, I think, without a question, the best backfield, the best running back combo in the NFL for the next three years. And that is something really good to see, especially when you look at the shelf life of NFL running backs. Running backs only last about... Um, five to five to eight years normally, and so the Browns have two really good running backs that hopefully, since the burden of them won't be as significant as it would be on a just a sole workhorse, I think it could extend these guys' careers and keep the Browns competitive for longer than it might. So yeah, that's the big storyline with the Browns, Browns Ravens. Um, obviously I talked about the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Um. The, um, how the Ravens split up their carries between Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins is another thing to watch, and how that defense looks. Um, I know that the Ravens defense always goes through a little turmoil. I feel like more so this season than any other season I can remember. So we'll definitely have to watch and see how they how they look. And for the Browns, which Baker Mayfield are we gonna get? Are we gonna get rookie year Baker Mayfield, or are we gonna get last year under Freddie Kitchens Baker Mayfield? That's gonna be a big key for the Browns. Um, I think. Staying healthy on the defensive side of the ball is going to be a big key. Um, how their new, how the new guys in the defense fit into that equation. I know Jacob Phillips, the rookie, is going to start for the injured Mac Wilson. I know they just got a safety from Jacksonville. They just traded for him. He's going to start. Um, so that's another thing to watch there. And I would just say Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are big keys as well. Um, speaking of Odell Beckham. The dude had a great camp. He had he had um really good camp. Um, Jarvis Landry said he's dominant, and that's what the Browns need. But there was a crazy report that came out the other day. I'm not going to get too long, too too into this because it's not really sports talk, but it was talked about by a lot of people in the sporting world. So I am going to talk about it a little. There was a girl who went on this podcast, and she said that apparently, allegedly, Odell Beckham Jr. likes to be pooped on when he is doing things in the bedroom. Now, that is gross, right? And it opened the door for people to make jokes about that's why he wanted to join the Browns and that he's taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, if you're catching my drift there. But that's one of the craziest internet stories I've heard in a long time. I don't believe it, though, because I don't think Odell is... I know he's a weird dude, but it seems like too far-fetched and wacky of a story to be real. 
But yeah, so that's kind of unrelated to the Browns, but also definitely related to the Browns. But yeah, Browns Ravens Sunday. I'm expecting a good game, and I'll get I'll get more into that when we make our picks. Seahawks Falcons. I think that might be the best game of the weekend. Honestly, Russell Wilson versus Matt Ryan, two MVP caliber quarterbacks. I'm going at it. Russell Wilson's on my fantasy team, so I'll be paying close attention to that game. Jets Bills. Um. I think the Jets are getting slept on slightly this year, but um, the Bills are obviously the Bills. I think the Bills are the AFC East favorites. I think um, it's time for them to show that. Bears-Lions, interesting. Mitch Trubisky wins the starting job over Nick Foles. That is definitely an inter- interesting, obviously, looking at Nick Foles' contract. Um, but according to everybody in the Bears organization, Mitch Trubisky looks like a different player, and he found his confidence. So hopefully for the Bears' case, for the Bears case and for Chicago's case, that is true. Packers Vikings um the two teams that are probably going to compete for the NFC North title that's another great game um Dolphins Patriots I'm interested to see how Cam Newton plays in his debut under Bill Belichick and I'm interested to see how the Dolphins look kind of a new look Dolphins team obviously they're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick and not Tua yet so that's something to watch there the Eagles and the Washington football team. I have a friend who is a Washington football team fan. He thinks that they're going to beat the Eagles by 14-plus. I don't know if I believe that, but um, I actually like what Washington's doing. I like Dwayne Haskins. I like Terry McLaurin. Obviously, I'm an Ohio State fan, but I like those players. And the Eagles, the big story is, can Carson Wentz stay healthy? And if he does not, can Jalen Hurts come in and play like an NFL quarterback? That's something to watch this season as well. Raiders-Panthers, the first game ever for the Las Vegas Raiders, and Teddy Bridgewater's debut as a Carolina Panther. Two great storylines in that one. Colts-Jaguars, uh, Phillip Rivers, um, his debut with the Colts versus Gardner Minshew. Um, so that's another good game. J- Chargers-Bengals, Joe Burrow's debut. That's one that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. Buccaneers-Saints is probably actually the game of the weekend. I know I said Saints, um, Seahawks-Falcons, but... Buccaneers, Saints, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, week one in the Superdome. Does it get any better? I don't think so. And Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys, Rams, and Steelers, Giants, Rat. Steelers, Giants, and then Titans, Broncos are the other remaining games. So let's get into the picks. So last year, I'm going to give you my official record for last year. I picked every NFL game last year, including the Super Bowl. And I'm going to tell you what my record was. Um, let, me, let me find it. Let me find it. Um, we'll find it. We'll find it. It might be actually, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Taking me a while to find it here, but I think it's not going to be too, shouldn't be too long here. Um, so, so like the last episode of NFL weekly was probably in January. So it'd definitely be around the Super Bowl unbranded, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, the NFL's back. Um, some, one thing I'll talk about while I'm looking for this, um, one thing I'm, I'll talk about while I'm looking for the, for this, um, script on this, uh, not this script, but the picks, my record that I made last year was, um, how about, um, the NFL, not, um, like the MLB and the NBA are saying, um, no fans. Um, but the NFL is saying, um, Hey, like you can have fans if you want. And so in Ohio, governor Mike DeWine said that, um, the Browns and the Bengals are both allowed to have 6,000 plus fans at their first 6,000 fans 
at their first two home games. So that's pretty interesting there. So 6,000 fans will be allowed to be at First Energy Stadium and Paul Brown Stadium for the Browns and Bengals' first two games. The Chiefs are going to have their stadium filled at 22% capacity tonight. But like I said, there's no media members, cheerleaders, or mascots on the field. So you're going to have some fans, but it's still going to be a little weird watching the NFL. So my official record last year in picks was, where is it, where is it? Oh, I thought I had it, but apparently I did not. Let's see, let's see. This might be it. No? How about this one? No? <laughs> uh, well... I'll just say this. I picked 62% of the NFL games correctly last year. Um, there was one week where I went 15-1. and one. That's my best week ever. So let's hope week one is a good week. So first game tonight, Texans-Chiefs. Nine-and-a-half point favorites for the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the money line. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I say they win by 13 points. Browns-Ravens. Baltimore seven and a half point favorites. I'm going to pick the Ravens, and I th I think the Browns are going to go nine and seven this year and get a wild card spot. But I'm going to pick the Ravens in this game. But if you're betting on the money line of minus seven and a half, I would take the Browns money line. I think the Ravens win by four four to five points. Seahawks Falcons. I'll take the Seahawks. Jets Bills. I'm taking the Bills. Um, I just think the Bills have too much firepower on both sides of the ball for the Jets to win. Bears-Lions, I'm taking the Bears because Mitch Trubisky is really good against the Lions in his career. Packers-Vikings, give me the Vikings at home over the Packers. Patriots over the Dolphins, I'll say. Eagles over Washington. Uh, um, Raiders over the Panthers. I'll take the Colts over the Jaguars. Give me the Bengals over the Chargers, my upset pick of the week. Bengals over the Chargers, Chargers three-point three favorites. I'm going to take Joe Burrow and the Bengals over them. Saints and Buccaneers, first time in Tom Brady. In 15 years, Tom Brady has been the underdog in week one. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to pick the uh, – you know what? I'm going to pick another upset. So my two upsets of the week, Bengals over Chargers, Buccaneers over Saints. Saints three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Cardinals 49ers, I got the 49ers covering the spread of seven points. Cowboys-Rams, really good Sunday night matchup. I'm going to go with actually the Rams at home. That's a little bit of a stunner. Dallas is a two-point favorite, but I wouldn't categorize that as an upset. Steelers-Giants, Monday Night Football. Ste give me the Steelers. Big Ben's return. Give me the Steelers. Everything looks good for the Steelers there. And Titans-Broncos, Monday Night Football at 10, 10 p.m. Give me Tennessee by three points on a field goal. So real quick. Chiefs over Texans, Ravens over Browns, Seahawks over Falcons, Bills over Jets, Bears over Lions, Vikings over Packers, Patriots over Dolphins, Eagles over Washington, Raider, Raiders over Panthers, Colts over Jaguars, Bengals over Chargers, Buccaneers over Saints, 49ers over Cardinals, Rams over Cowboys, Steelers over Giants, and Titans over Broncos. Those are my official week one NFL picks. All right, moving on to the MLB. So the MLB has been very entertaining. A lot of stuff is going on. The Astros and the Yankees have sputtered since I last talked to you. And it's really, let's take a look at the MLB standing. So in the American League Central, the White Sox are in first place, 27-16. However, the Indians and the Minnesota Twins both are only one game back of the playoffs. And in the East, who could have predicted this? Tampa Bay is in first place. Okay, I predicted that. I picked Tampa Bay to win the World Series. So guilty as charged. But then second place, it's not the Yankees, not the Red Sox, 
The Toronto Blue Jays are in second place, 24-19 right now. Only four games back at Tampa Bay. And then in third place, all the way in third place, are the Bronx Bombers, the Yankees at 22-21. and And sitting in fourth place, the Baltimore Orle Orioles, only a half game out of a playoff spot. That's absolutely nuts. And in the West, you look at Oakland. They have the second-best record in the AL at 26-15. and And you look at Houston sitting there at 22-22. and and they are also in the playoffs, I believe. So if the playoffs started today in the American League, the Rays would have the one seed. The A's would have the two seed. The White Sox would have the three seed. The Indians would have the four seed. The Blue Jays would be the five seed. Astros would be six. Twins would be seven. And the Yankees would be eight. And looking at the NL, oh, the Braves absolutely killed the Marlins yesterday. The Braves scored 29 runs against the Marlins yesterday. They won 29 to 9. Adam Duvall hit a three. He had a three homer game last week. He had a three homer game last night. He had nine RBIs. Um, broke a Braves record. They broke a National League record, I believe, for runs scored. So that was crazy to see there. The Braves are twenty five and eighteen. They are top of the American National League East. Philadelphia Phillies have won nine of their last ten. They are in second place at twenty one and eighteen. Looking at the Central, you have two potential playoff teams with the Cubs and the St. Louis St. Louis Cardinals, and then Milwaukee and Cincinnati are just a little bit. Out and then in the West, it's the Dodgers, the Padres, and then everybody else. So looking at the NL post postseason picture, Dodgers one seed, Braves two seed, Cubs three seed, Padres four seed, Phillies five seed, Cardinals six seed, Giants seven seed, Mar Marlins eight seed. So that's the playoffs started today. Those would be your playoff matchups in the MLB. The Indians are trying to split this series with the Royals before a critical road series against the Twins. Um, Savali's on the mound tonight. Then we got Bieber on the mound tomorrow, Plesak, and then Tristan McKenzie. So, yeah, that's what's going on around the MLB. Lots of good performances, great baseball going on. I'm trying to think of any any news. Um, Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber are both officially out for the season. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to see. Oh, Trevor Bauer is absolutely dueling for the Cincinnati Reds. He might win the Cy Young. But other than that, that's all the storylines going in the MLB. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, college football, where does it stand, NBA playoffs, what's going on there, and an update on hockey playoffs as well. Please stick around and stay with us. And welcome back to the episode two contract extensions in the NFL that I forgot to mention that are very important contract extensions. DeAndre Hopkins extends with the Arizona Cardinals for, I believe, four years, and I think he's the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history, and he did the deal himself without an agent. That's an ultimate power move. Congratulations to DeAndre Hopkins. And also, Jalen Ramsey signs an extension with the Rams, keeping him in St. Louis for the next five years. So the Rams lock, get a lockdown corner, and the, the Arizona Cardinals get an elite receiver. So we will see Hopkins versus Ramsey twice a year for the next four years at least. So that's another good NFL matchup. All right, moving on. Big Ten, so many rumors from the Big Ten, so many with President Trump getting involved. Um... So there was the, obviously there's a room there's rumors that the the Big Ten is gonna vote today or tomorrow no actually tomorrow or Saturday excuse me they're gonna vote on if they should resume their season or not Donald Trump tweeted something along the lines of the other day um that they're prepared to do the season without Michigan Maryland Rutgers and Illinois I believe I don't know but 
So there's been a lot of rumors, people saying, oh, the, it's happening. It's not happening. Nobody really knows what's happening. Sir Yacht and Donald Trump can say they know what's happening, but no one really knows. So Ryan Day came out with a statement today. Part of the reason I'm talking about this is because right before I started recording, Ryan Day comes out with a statement which reads, and I quote, while I understand the Big Ten Conference's decision to postpone the fall, f- the fall football season because of health and safety considerations, the communication of information from the Big Ten following the decision has been disappointing and often unclear. However, we still have an opportunity to give our young men what they have worked so hard for, a chance to compete for a national championship this fall. I couldn't possibly be prouder of how this team, our medical personnel, athletic director, and president have stayed together and managed through this extremely difficult time with so many unanswered questions. The Big Ten Medical Subcommittee has done an excellent job for creating a safety, safe pathway toward returning to play in mid-October. These young men and their parents have asked so many questions that I do not have an answer to. But the one that's hurt, hurt the most is, why can these other teams and players play and we can't? Duke is playing Notre Dame, and Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. Our players want to know, why can't they play? So that's what Ryan Day had to say. Um, His statement to me indicates that the rumored October 10th start date is not close to happening. However, I do still think there's a potential that the the Big Ten gets their season in this fall. And Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio seems to think that as well. He had a conference call with... um, OSU Athletic Director um, Gene, Smith, Gene Smith the other day, and he said he came away with it thinking there's a decent chance that the Buckeyes do finish their season in fall 2020, so that is something to keep an eye on. But with that being said, I'm going to talk about the college football right now as if Ohio State's not playing and as if my Kent State Golden Flashers aren't playing. So the, that, the conferences that aren't playing aren't going to play is what I'm assuming. So looking at the college football season – I'm going to go ahead and give my college football playoff predictions. So, number one, I got Bama. They're always number one. It's a safe prediction. Number two, I got Clemson, another safe prediction. Three, I'm going to throw everyone a curveball at three. And I'm going to take a team that a lot of people know, but a lot of people aren't talking about. And that team is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm going to take Notre Dame at three. And I'm gonna t- so Notre Dame is a three. I believe in Ian Book. I think Ian Book is a top quarterback prospect in this draft, along with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Dustin Crum. And at four, I'm gonna take another surprise, and it's um it's gonna be if this happens, I would be so happy as a as as a dude that doesn't have my two favorite teams playing in Ohio State and Kent State. I'm gonna take Texas at four. So I'm gonna have Alabama versus Texas, and I'm gonna have Clemson versus Notre Dame. I think that's a good playoff. I think that's a very entertaining playoff. I think this season in college football, since there is no Big Ten, and since there is no MAC, um, um, Mountain West, and all that, since there are some teams, some big teams sitting out, I think this is the most unpredictable season for the college football playoff there has been. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some some pro- surprise teams like Notre Dame and Texas in there. But yeah, this week in college football, there are some good games. So um, Notre Dame and Duke is a game I'm going to watch probably since I'm a Notre Dame fan somewhat. Um, Clemson plays Wake Forest, um, um, Iowa State, Louisiana, Syracuse, North Carolina. So, so like some, some good conference games, some, some good non-conference games. Um, but yeah, there should be a, not too many close games this week, but it's still it's good to see college football on and available to watch this weekend. So yeah, that's what's going on with college football. Moving on to the NBA. 
And all I can say is, what happened to Giannis? What happened to the Bucs? The Miami Heat beat the Bucs in five games. Out of nowhere, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, um, Goran Dragic, um, Coach Spolstra. The Miami Heat beat them, and they didn't just beat them. They absolutely crushed them. In a gentleman's sweep, they beat the Bucs, who had the best record in the NBA, had a defensive player of the year candidate, had the maybe potential MVP, had a coach of the year finalist, and the Bucs losing five, and they had to go to overtime to get to a fifth game without Giannis. They win that game. Chris Middleton stepped up. The boy balled in game four. But they had no effort. It looked like they were dead. They died. They, like, didn't play well, and they just underwhelmed me. But I've been saying for the, from the beginning on this podcast, for the last three weeks on this podcast, the Bucks are a carbon copy of the 2010 Cavs. You remember those 2010 Cavs? Also lost to, in a series they were heavily favored in, in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I rest my case, and I think Giannis is gone. Not next year, but the year after. In the summer of 2021, Giannis will be a member of the... Either the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors, or the um, or the Los Angeles Clippers. He is he is going to join the 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 Warriors, the Miami Heat, or the um Toronto Rap. No, not Toronto Raptors. Los Angeles Clippers by summer of twenty twenty one. I just think they don't have a supporting cast around Giannis that can win. And that's just sad to see because Giannis is a great player. And I hate when players leave small-town markets. But Giannis, if he wants to win a ring, he's got to get out of Milwaukee. But I'm still placing the blame for this series on him as well. But the Miami Heat advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. Their opponent is still yet to be determined because the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors have a Game 7 tomorrow night. Um, Wow. So Game um, game six of that series might have been the best game in the bubble as the Raptors outlasted the Celtics, winning 125-122 in double overtime. Kyle Lowry is absolutely balling for the Toronto Raptors. The dude's a champion, and I feel like he doesn't get enough recognition for that. But, man, oh, man, the Raptors have been I've, – I've th- thought the Raptors have been dead three separate times in this series, and then they climb out from the dead, and they are still alive for championship repeat hopes. But if I had to pick Game 7 in that series, which I'm going to do right now, I would still give the edge to the uh, I would give the edge to the Toronto Raptors, and here's why. Championship pedigree, championship experience, and they have the best defense in basketball. And I think the Raptors' experience is going to help with a relatively inexperienced when it comes to the playoff Celtics team. I know they've been there, but they haven't gone far. This is the farthest they've been. So I'll pick the Raptors in a close game seven, but I would not be surprised if Boston wins. They were up 2-0 in this series. They were up 3-2 in this series. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Lakers-Rockets. Um, the Rockets won game one, but the Lakers have looked like the far superior team from then on there. The Lakers win game two two in game three, and I think the Lakers are a team of destiny. I've been saying that all year. The Lakers are a team of destiny. They're going to win it this year. Um, LeBron and Anthony Davis are putting up historic numbers this playoffs, and it's hard to stop the Lakers right now. And the Clippers and the Nuggets, the Clippers are up 3-1. I'm honestly impressed that the Nuggets even got a game off the Clippers, but a battle of LA in the conference finals is looking like a formality at that point. Yeah, so that's what's going on around the NBA. In the NHL, the NHL, I watched part 
the end of the Lightning Islanders game yesterday, Eastern Conference Finals. Tampa Bay, I've also said they're a team of destiny. Um, they lost two. They won. They're up 2-0 in the series. They win 2-1 yesterday against the Islanders. I was watching a live stream of these two Islanders fans watching this game. And the reaction when that last second shot by the Lightning went in was priceless. It's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And in the West Finals, it's tied 2-1. But I think it's going to be a Golden Knights-Tampa Bay Lightning final. I would not be surprised at all if that would be the Stanley Cup final. Some other stories from the, the um, sports world that I want to comment on. Skip Bayless say, saying that Dak Prescott is not tough because he has depression and anxiety. Honestly, screw off Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless should be fired for saying that because Dak Prescott's brother died of an apparent suicide two months ago. Everybody's having mental health struggles and anxiety problems during this pandemic. And just because Dak Prescott is a starting NFL quarterback doesn't mean he can't have feelings. Come on, Skip Bayless. You got to do better. You can't criticize a man for having um, anxiety and mental and mental health issues. You can't. You just can't. And another sports story I want to comment on. Novak Djokovic got um, disqualified from the U.S. Open because he kind of hit a ball in frustration and it hit a line judge in the throat. And there are a lot of people mad saying, oh, Joker shouldn't have got suspended. And I'm like, dude, he hit the ball out of frustration and it hit a line official. And when Serena Williams did the same thing, people were saying it was right she got out of the competition. And when Djokovic does the same thing, they're saying it's wrong. I just don't see the logic in that. But yeah, so um, high school football, I'm going to a game tomorrow. I'm covering a game for TV2. I think it's it's Streetsboro versus Woodridge. So that's a great game to watch there. There's a lot of high school football going on in the area. I encourage if you can watch a high school football game, do it. Those kids are excited to be on the field, and it's something to watch on a Friday night. All right, um, that is all the time I have for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you're in California or one of those states that's suffering through those wildfires, be safe. If you're not in one of those states, I encourage you to to vote, um, to wear your mask, to be safe, and just be kind to everybody. All right, I'll catch you guys next week. Um, have a great week. Stay safe. Um, love you guys. And um, I'll catch you on the flippity flop.